As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Bucketless Careers, everyone. I'm Crystal Laurie. I am so grateful you're joining me for another episode. And this is a special one. I'm bringing back a guest for the first time, Christine Meyer, who is perfect because she fits our profile, of course. She's mastered the pivot to doing what she loves, but I also thought she'd be the perfect fit drawing from her life and executive coaching practice to discuss flipping the script on resolutions. And we're now well into January of this new year, and we're still hearing about making 2023 the best it can be, doing more that reveals your best self. And then, of course, through the lens of bucket list careers and what we focus on here, we're more specifically talking about becoming your best self professionally. But if your resolutions, quote unquote, are already starting to fizzle, what can you do to continue on a constructive path to your goals? Is it time, and this is the question I've been thinking about, to ditch resolutions and not feel like that's a failure. Welcome back, Christine Meyer, to the podcast. Christine, thanks for taking the time and returning to have a conversation with me. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I was hoping you would have me back as your guest. That was one of my intentions. So this is really fun. <laughs> I love your show. Well, obviously, I felt we connected and I definitely saw so much value in what you shared with us the first time around. And before we delve into the topic, I do want to give our listeners a refresher on your background, or even if I have brand new listeners who didn't get a chance to listen to your episode, I feel like we should hear how you pulled off your big pivot to coaching. You're in a few different industries. So 
Walk us through that kind of briefly before we talk resolutions or non-resolutions. Very briefly. I had several different avenues of business. I was in real estate and I was in banking and I was in the insurance industry as well. And I own my own fencing company, not fencing sport, but fencing around properties. I discovered coaching by happenstance. I really had not made a resolution to be a coach. But I did like helping people. And I was also a personal trainer. So I've been involved in that sort of thing. And when I heard about life coaching, all of the light bulbs and everything, all of the all of the things went off. And I knew I had to do it. I could not not do it. So my path to my career, my dream career was not something I planned per se, but it was something that I just followed. And I wasn't running away from anything. I just took all of that I'd become and put it into something else. And it's been beautiful and amazing. Definitely something that I feel like I was born to do, although I don't think that we are pre-assigned anything. We do develop that, those interests and those callings for ourselves. But I definitely had an inclination in that direction. And I've been doing it for 20 plus years now. Clearly, you're involved in improvement individual's improvement, your own improvement simultaneously, which I like to try to work towards too. And that leads us to what we want to talk about today and unpack, which is this concept of resolutions and non-resolutions as we're still in January. And I mean, I want to say I've been seeing this, I don't think it's a new concept, but I've been seeing more of it lately, sort of a pushback on resolutions. And I thought, let's examine this because if you think about it at its core, bettering yourself in any shape, way or form is a positive thing. It's aspiration, it's tradition, but but there is this new area of thought that makes people feel, I'm going to fail. And they're almost worried about getting into resolution time because huh, inevitably this is going to go awry. And there are statistics that show, I mean, I saw this on WebMD, a recent study found about 64% or two thirds of people abandon their New Year's resolutions within a month. So let's start there. Why the drop off, Christine? Why are we seeing that happen to people? And what are we doing wrong, if that's the right question? Well, I think perhaps a different question to ask could be, what could we do differently? And what is happening around that? So my perspective on that is, I always want people to improve if they want to. So the human design is for improvement, is for betterment, is for what else, what else, what else? That's at the core of who you are. I will never say don't make a resolution, but we're going to get into why we're shifting it slightly into a softer approach. And so the reason why people fail is number one, I believe that people misunderstand where manifestations come from. They're trying to overcompensate with action what they haven't done in energy alignment first. What I mean by that is you live your life so you're going about your day and days, and then you recognize the evolution of desire is a natural outcome of living your life and observing what's happening and having different menu items, right, in your life. There's Mm -hmm. things you want and there's things that you want less. So those desires are born naturally. You don't even have to know that you've birthed a desire. When it comes to resolutions, often people are making it from that observation of what I didn't like about last year what I haven't accomplished yet, what I haven't done yet. Okay, fair. 
to the listeners listening in, well, that makes sense. It's like, well, yeah, that's why I'm making a resolution. Okay, that's fine. But most people just stay there. What hasn't happened yet? What hasn't happened yet? And then they try to force something into place with their action. When they're not completely aligned with the desire or the resolution that they've identified. And so they try to make something happen and push something into place when their beliefs are not at all up to speed with what they've decided they want to do. They haven't spent time imagining what the outcome is that they want. They haven't spent time playing with the idea and how it feels to have what they want. They haven't spent any time imagining, let's say a, a, a very normal, we'll say resolution is I want to lose fill in the blank so many pounds. Right. But those people, when they come to that decision point, often have spent quite some time believing that they're overweight or they're fat or whatever that label is that they're going to give themselves or failure, or they don't like to work out or, or, or. So then they go and they make a resolution to lose, I'll just pick a number, 10 pounds. But what they haven't really addressed is how do they feel about exercise? How do they feel about their ability to follow through on things? And how do they feel about the way that they want to look? Do they really think that that's achievable? Or do they have all of this monologue in their heads that says, I've never done it before, I failed before, and so on and so on. So resolutions often come fully loaded with past failures. Okay. And if you can, give me examples of career change. Yes. You know, maybe let's just say starting a business as you approach this next topic. I mean, we can talk about that or we can also move into the space of what to do instead, which you've talked to me about before. And that word is setting intentions, intention versus resolution. In the business space, if your resolution is to increase your income by $5 or $100,000, pick a number, doesn't really matter. Right. Everything I say applies to every single subject and every area of your life that you're ever going to think about. It's consistent in the sense that if you haven't spent time imagining what that feels like, imagining the benefits, imagining the fun of it, imagining the freedom and how that feels to have more money in your business and to be able to have flexibility, flexibility yep. so on and so on. If you haven't spent time doing that and you decide this is my goal. Now, I'm not saying that that won't be accomplished. It's just, it's way easier if you take the time to align yourself with your desire first before you bump into, because no matter what, I think this is a really important point. When you identify a desire and you you consciously do it. So you are aware that you've identified a desire. Guess what? Your old belief patterns and thoughts and habits, you are going to bump into them. You just are. You're going to bump into things that you're going to have to elevate or change your beliefs or change some of your patterns of thought, the stories that you've been telling, because your desire requires more of you. And I think, again, that's an important point. Why do people fail? Because desires or resolutions or solid decisions require more of you. So it really requires you to act differently. Feel differently. Think differently is really the point I want to make. Okay. And then that can be an extension into different behaviors. Yes, but 99% of creation is happening first in thought. 1% is the action that you that you follow through with. And the action is intended to be inspired from your aligned energy. So it's, it's just, it just comes out. Interesting. So you're saying that we're almost focusing too much on acting on it. We are. We're not getting to more of the origin. We're not getting to the root of what actually creates. So how do we get to the root? Is that a fair next question? And is that where the intentions come into play? 
Yeah. So the alternative to resolutions, let's go there. The alternative to resolutions, again, I'm an executive life coach. I am 100% behind elevating your thoughts and improvement, but with a caveat to that. Oftentimes I want improvement, meaning anyone, I want improvement because I'm aware of failures, because I'm, I feel like I can do better. Well, everyone can do better, but don't use it as a reason to, to diminish where you are now, because where you're going next is compiled of where you are now and where you've been before. So wherever you stand, human nature, as I already said, is going to involve desires for more. Desires, that's a natural evolution. That's what keeps the universe expanding and us expanding. If we didn't have desires, we wouldn't be here. So if you can sink the idea of wanting more and yet being satisfied with where you are, wanting more and becoming because you're an evolving being, you're not going to stay the same and being at peace with where you are, understanding the perfection of where you are and how that can contribute to where you're going. Let's use that foundation then to entertain the thought of rather than set a resolution. Again, I'm not against resolution. You just have to identify how they feel to you because they feel like pressure to a lot of people. Right. And you're not a failure if you don't set a resolution. Exactly. Contrary to popular belief, you're doing just fine. But what it does for you is it creates focus for you. It creates a pivotal moment of identifying a conscious desire, a conscious focus, so that you're more aware than if you're steering off of it. You're more aware of where your beliefs are relative to that intention. So intentions are a softer way, in my opinion, of focusing your energy and of keeping it broader. It's like having an umbrella out in the sunshine. It's just going to give you a broad shade. But you've also got the intention of the sunshine there. So I like the idea of, I didn't make this up. A lot of people are talking about this. I like the idea of coming up with a word or words, whatever feels good to you, and identifying that. And what you do is you identify that, you bring that into your thought process on a daily basis, on a moment-to-moment basis. And One word one word or three or whatever it is, but not too many. Otherwise you can get overwhelmed and be out of focus that you kind of blunder through it or a phrase. I know someone who's got a phrase that is lead by example. So that means something to her. And so that evokes a different process of thinking when she's making a decision in her business that evokes a different process of thinking when she's addressing her employees or contractors that she's working with. My word is, I have three. I have fun, optimism, and appreciation. Fun feels like play to me. Fun feels like freedom. Optimism feels like joy. And appreciation feels like satisfaction with where I am and loving life right where I am. So are wonderful. I encourage my clients to identify a word or words. Again, do what feels right to you. Don't, the intention of any of these things is not to add pressure on yourself, but it's kind of like to focus yourself into what do you want? How do you want to feel? Anything that you want, whatever it is that you identify as a resolution that you're going to resolve to accomplish, whatever it is, it's because you want that to feel. You think that once you have that, or accomplish it, you will feel a certain way. I want to take a trip because it would be fun. I want to have a new car because I'd feel 
prosperous and abundant. I want a new house because I want more space. Yes, but I also like how it feels, right? So everything that we identify that we want is because of how it feels. So if we can get to the core of how we want to feel now and introduce that more and more on a daily basis, because every day is new, you can start new. Why wait until the new year? Number one, why only do it once a year? And why set yourself up for failure? Why not do it a little bit at a time and introduce, oh, I want to talk introduce about that. more of what you want a little bit at a time throughout your day? So my word fun, it's like, how can I make this interview fun? How can I have fun? I'm bringing fun <laughs> to this. Aside from your cute purple streak in your hair. <laughs> and here's the thing that I, I just want to not forget about before we move on. Fun can be a word that can lead to constructive growth in the professional workplace. Is that too playful? No, that's what I think. I was going to talk about my own viewpoint. Sometimes I think I'm not being serious enough if I worry about, am, am I getting joy out of this, right? So we need to deprogram this in some way that it doesn't necessarily have to be an arduous, painful process to get ahead, well, and, and I'm glad you brought that point out. I'm going to come back to that. And I'm going to say you're 100% right. And whatever I say here to you and whatever, it's applicable to business. I, I'm not just talking your personal life. Yeah. My clients are entrepreneurs and very successful business people who have accomplished a lot. And I'm telling them, encouraging them to have fun. Yes. I love this. I absolutely love this. This runs across the board and having more fun, joy, feeling good is the path to everything you want, business or otherwise. It just is. We have been trained to believe as humans that we must earn and prove, justify, justify the good that comes to me, earn every darn good bit of good that's coming to me. Mm -hmm. And probably diminish ourselves in the process because we want to say, yep, I, I struggled to get here. So we right. have these foundational beliefs that are so off from universal truths that have us entertain the idea of making a New Year's resolution based in, I need to prove to myself or to others, what is that going to look like to others? Or how do I look now in my state of quote unquote failure, whatever? to others. And I also need to earn it because if I don't earn it, if I don't struggle my way to what I want. And so people introduce New Year's resolutions with all this heavy weight. Doesn't need to be that way. It doesn't need to be that way. And, and that adds to why you fail. And is it really what you want? Because so many resolutions are made on shoulds. I want to make more money in my business because I should, because if I don't, I'm failing. And introducing that into your now is setting you up for failure. The idea that you have failed in any kind of way is off. In terms of the biggest pitfall then in this concept of setting intentions, seeking change, do you think it's a focus on the dramatic? You mentioned that before, seeking out a dramatic reinvention for 2023. Is that the biggest pitfall? And if not, let's just speak to it. How do we get past that? Because you did mention small steps, small adjustments to your day-to-day -day thinking. So how do we get away from aiming for something that is almost inevitably likely to fail? How do we get away from it? Well, you already said it, set smaller 
intention, set smaller goals. I'm on the right track at least. Yeah. Like I talk about in my book, it's like if you're you're standing on this side of the 20 foot stream and you want to get over to the other side of the 20 foot stream and you and I are standing on the left hand side and you say to me, Christine, I really want to get over there. And I'm going to look at you and say, okay, good. You can, you can do that. You can do that if you want to. And then you'll say, okay, I'm just going to jump. And I might give you a really weird look and think, okay, here it comes. You're not going to make it across the 20 foot stream in one jump. You're going to fall flat in your face and come over back over to where I am soaking wet and say, it didn't work. I'm going to say, well, honey, it can work. You just approached it in a really hard way, which is what I think people are doing with resolutions in that sense. How can you get across to the other side? How can you accomplish your desires and your goals by putting stepping stones across that 20 foot stream? Oh, that's brilliant. You see, so stepping stones, what do stepping stones mean? It means you can have a far off goal if you want. I want to make a million dollars. I want to hire five more people, whatever it is from where you stand. You can you can have far out goals, but but and. There's always a butt and with me. <laughs> there just usually is, right? It's like there's, it's contextual. Set those far off goals, but then put something that's just far enough out of your reach that you feel you can reach it, but feels exciting and challenging. Not like I need to beat myself up and struggle and suffer to get there. And so that's the point with the intentions, with the feeling. It's like show yourself that you can accomplish that feeling without ever reaching your goal. Because if you can do that, you will be satisfied for the rest of your lifetime while you constantly set little challenges for yourself in a good way, accomplishments that you want to, things you want to do, places you want to go, things you want to experience. Set it just far enough out that it excites and thrills you and you feel like you can accomplish it. Too far out, you introduce way too much resistance. If it feels like a quantum leap, 100% hands down, it's letting me know that you are not at all up to speed with your desire. This is amazing. Where can I send people at this point? Your website is the best spot, right? ChristineMeyerCoaching.com. Pretty easy. ChristineMeyerCoaching.com. I'm Christine right. Thank you so coaching much. across the board, everywhere on everywhere. All right. Absolutely. Everybody should go check her out. Thank you. This was fantastic. I feel very inspired and you know, you, you sort of reaffirm what we know, what we know to be true, but we've gotten away from somehow. And it's, it's so valuable to hear this from you. Thank yes. you for saying that. Because when I speak, I'm speaking to your soul. I, I really am. I'm speaking to you and who you truly are. I felt that. You'll feel that resonance. And I think that's why we're having a, an uprising in resistance to those new year's resolutions done in the old way yes. because people are becoming more aware of how they feel people are more open to approaching life with less struggle with less sacrifice with less earning and proving and all of that stuff that we've yeah. been trained to believe but you do have to check yourself like what do i really believe about that yeah let's take the steps each day that like you said that one word joy fun that will bring that into our lives more. And all of a sudden the goals just start manifesting. More important than anything is you're having a good time on your way because a lot of people miss the whole point of it. We've all heard the joy is in the journey, but it really is. And I am so glad we did this, Christine, and brought you back on the podcast. We will definitely do a follow-up in the future. Thank you. So we have a fresh Bucket List Careers guest on Thursday returning to our usual digging into the pivot narrative and getting some guest takeaways. I'm Crystal Laurie, your host. Thanks so much for listening. If you have a moment to write a review for me, rate an episode or share it with friends, we appreciate that. 
Okay, until next time, be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty <laughs> presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean not a cellar. the mini fridge. Yeah, it's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.